Come, Lord Jesus. Did we pray that tonight? Yeah, we did. When did we pray that? At the dinner table, yeah. Uh, what's the rest of the prayer go? Come, Lord Jesus. Very good. You got it. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. Now, if something's really good, and that prayer I would suggest to you is a very good prayer to remember to use before we eat, if something's really good, then maybe we could get some more out of it if we used it maybe in other times and other places. What do you think? How about the church, as we gather, praying together, come Lord Jesus? Well, that's what we do during Advent, don't we? Advent is the season when we prepare for Christ's coming as the babe of Bethlehem, so that when Christmas comes, we can really rejoice. But there's some things along the way we need to think about. And what I'm going to do tonight is suggest that, on the basis of our text, that we take that seed that has been sown and let it grow by thinking about the Lord coming to us and praying, praying. But along with that prayer, how about if we learn some things about him too? For instance, do you know that God loves you? Well, of course you do. Where do, where do you hear that? Hear it in your mind, because somebody put that word into your mind, didn't they? Yeah. Where do you hear that God loves you? Well, obviously, in the Scriptures. And where do we read the Scriptures most often? Well, duh, Pastor, that's what we're doing here, right? We come here to hear God's Word. That's what it's all about. So, how about if we're going to be strong in God's Word, in His love, His grace, His mercy, all those good things that He wants to give us in His Word, if we're going to be really strong in that, how about this? How about we... Take 10 or 15 minutes every day and do devotions, daily devotions. Does that sound crazy? Is that too much? You know, if you took 10 or 15 minutes out of the day, that's about 1% of the minutes that you have every day. There's 1,440 minutes, I believe it is, in a day. I don't know, somebody with a calculator figure it out. 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours in a day. I think that comes to 1,440, I read. So, okay, take 10 minutes out of that. That's just a little tiny bit, hardly a drop in the bucket. So, read God's Word for a couple minutes, maybe... One reading plan I saw suggested uh, recently online is, is uh, take a chapter of Luke's Gospel a day. There's 24 chapters in Luke's Gospel. By the time Christmas comes, you'll have read the entire Gospel, and you can really rejoice at the coming of Jesus on Christmas Eve then. Not a bad idea. Only trouble is getting started. 
Now, did you ever think about why it is so easy to turn on ESPN and watch that football game, especially when it's the Packers or the Chiefs? We won't mention the Vikings because, well, we will. They're, they're a pretty good team, too. They're giving the Packers a run for their money in the Central Division this year. Uh, or what's your favorite show to watch? What's your favorite activity to do? Why is it so easy to do those things and so hard to pick up our Bible or our portals of prayer or get out your smart app and put in devotion for the day and sit down and read it? Why is that so hard? Well, there's a problem. Put on the full armor of God, we heard Paul saying. Why? Well, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Well, what on earth is he talking about there? Our struggle? Why is it so hard to do daily devotions, to read God's word, to spend a few moments in prayer? Because our struggle is against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Yikes. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my, huh? Yeah. What's he talking about? Well, I like to call them the big evil three. Not because I like them, but because it's a reality we need to deal with. What is the big evil three? The devil. He's not just a little picture on a little can of canned meat. The devil is real. The devil, the broken world around us. It's going to offer you all kinds of ways to be comfortable, to be successful, to have a good time. Yeah. But can they offer you peace with God? The devil, the world around us, and why does my own heart want to go in that direction so easily? Have those good intentions. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to read... I'm going to pray for a whole hour today. Yeah, by the time the head hits the pillow, I'm not even really through the first part of my list. The big evil three, they're working against us. The uh, parable that Jesus taught tonight talks about that big evil three, how they work. Parable of the sower, what does it mean when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it? The evil one, oh, the evil one? Yeah, the evil one comes along and snatches away what was sown in their heart. The devil does not want you to know about Jesus. The devil does not want you to take to heart that your sins are forgiven. The devil doesn't want you to pick up your Bible and read it so that that Faith is strengthened by the knowledge of his word because when that happens, the devil is done in. He can accuse you all day long, but you know what? Luther had a great saying for that. He said, bring it on, devil. Tell me about all my sins because I know I'm a sinner. But then be gone. How could he say that to Satan? Well, 
This is the way he said it. Be gone because I'm baptized. I'm a child of God. My sins are forgiven, so be gone with your accusations. You have no power over me. Christ has power. The evil one comes along, snatches away. Seed falling on rocky ground. Someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Yes, I'm going to do this. And you get through the whole first day, and wow, that was great. I feel so good. I read my daily devotion. I prayed. <sighs> day two comes along. Um, does this ever happen at your house? You're going to sit down around the dinner table. You've made the decision as a family. You're going to have daily devotions. And... All of a sudden, well, but this one's got to get to that practice, and this one's got to get over here, and this one's got a project that's due tomorrow, and Dad's got a meeting. See ya. I mean, that, that was the picture of our house when our kids were teenagers, uh, running in every direction. Of course, you don't do that, right? That doesn't work that way, and once we get to be adults, we learn how to manage that better. No. Yeah, that's not going to work either, is it? Rocky ground comes up at once, but since it has no root, lasts only a short time, trouble, persecution, even just temptation, quickly falls away. Thorns. Do you uh, ever get challenged for your faith? You want to stand on the street corner and talk with people about your faith? When you go get in line at McDonald's or at Mugshot to get your cup of coffee in the morning, do you talk to people that are waiting there about your faith or to the clerk who waits on you? Probably not. The average person has a hard time doing that. How many of you would like to trade places with me right now? <laughs> well, sorry, you can't because this is my job. But you get what I mean? It's, it's not easy to talk about our faith because the world out there does not like it. It's got its own ways of offering you goodness. God has even better. So what has he done? He's given us the gospel. And with that, we can stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around our waist. That's nothing more than picking up God's word and hanging on to it daily. That's what it is to buckle on the belt of truth. Stand firm then with that belt. How about the breastplate of righteousness? I am a child of God by my baptism, by his declaration, and his word tells me that over and over again. You are a child of God just as much as I am. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, is a child of God. That's his gift in baptism, the breastplate of righteousness that stands up and protects us. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Take the shield of faith to protect you from the darts, the arrows of the evil one. And then there is one offensive weapon we get to carry as well. Did you remember that one? The sword of the Spirit, which is 
back to where we started, the Word of God. So, we want to defeat the devil. We want to get away from our own sliding ways away from God. We want to uh, be able to not listen to the world out there and all of its temptations and rather carry something good to the world that is so broken and in such darkness, then daily devotions is the key. And we can do it, not because we're so good, not because we always get it right, because you know what? You get three days of it done and all of a sudden, boom, you miss. Well, I'm done. That's it. No more. No. You can go back again. Because what does your Lord say to you when you come to Him in repentance and faith? Go in peace, my child. Your sins are forgiven. And you can pick up and start all over again. And the truth is still there. And the truth is still for you. And as a wise preacher once taught me, he looked at his watch and said, that's enough for tonight. May the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.